imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I am your host, Josh Monday. And if you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, uh, Jason Monday, uh, football coach, uh, Christian, devoted husband, and father. What's up, brother? What's up, man? We just won today. Awesome. Very good. Yes. Very good game. All the kids did what they were supposed to do. All of them, uh, they, they they did everything really well. So it was a good team win. Very happy. Oh, my son is killing it. I can't, I can't believe how good that kid is. His son is kicking butt. So that's cool. Kicking that's my uh, nephew there. Not far right. from the tree. Job Maverick. So uh, fall far from the tree. Jesus is my savior in the background. Amen to that. Let's go. Um, so I folded that up. You know what it said at the bottom, right? <laughs> yeah, I know it said. I was like, you know good. what? I'm not gonna roll that out. Anymore. Good. Yeah, let's keep that because we, we got some we got some uh, stuff we could bring up on this about that. So. What I was going to say, though, about that movie, Mystic River, it's the same thing. Cops that are uh, or pedos that are that are that are that go around the city and they act like they're police officers and they would they would lure the kid into the car, like saying you're in big trouble. We're going to take you home. You know, what are you doing out here? You know, and then they disappear. Uh, So kind of the same kind of stuff, man. Yes. And then uh, Changeling was the same thing. The cops. And Clint Eastwood, he made both those movies. Oh, wow. Interesting. And Changeling was not even that far away from my old job. That was crazy. The, the house, everything was like right up the street from my old work. You'd go by wow. there, creepy as heck, dude. Uh, chicken, wow. like chicken coops from where, everywhere. Huh? From which one you worked at which job? Uh, Santa Ana River Water Company. Miraloma. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Wineville oh, wow. before that, but it's Miraloma now. Oh wow! So yeah, like, the house is right on Wineville, six three one zero Wineville. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to go over today is uh, going to be the Johnny Gosh and uh, the Franklin scandal. So it's going to be pretty interesting stuff. So that's why my brother was bringing that up. Uh, so let's get into the Bible verses uh, for today. We're going to go into Luke seventeen verses one and two. 
Uh, it says, then said unto the disciples, it is impossible, but the offenses will come. But woe unto him, though whom they come. It will be better for him to have a millstone or hanged around his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. So Jesus is basically saying, you're better off having a millstone hung around your, your neck than to uh, offend these little ones. Um, and other uh, would be like uh, to tempt these little ones. So w- what I would say is... Um, these people that are involved in this, these uh, pedophile rings and, and kidnappings and stuff like that, what they're doing is, you know, or molestations, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're messing with these, these kids so bad that later on in life, it's, they're going to be stumbling. It's like a big stumble block. So to, to make one of these, these little ones stumble is, is, is terrible to do, man. Um, and I, and I have, I have another one, Matthew 18 verses one through eight or one through six. Um, it's kind of the same uh, type of, I think it's a kind of the same thing about the, well, I'll just do uh, verses uh, five and six. It says, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it'd be better for him to have a millstone hang around his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Okay. So this all kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about. So um, the reason why I even chose this, uh, Jason, is because I, I just saw an Instagram post of this lady that says that 800,000 children go missing in the United States. And then she started naming off all the different, um, uh, you know, Europe and Canada, all these different uh, places where children go missing. Now let's keep in mind, these statistics are not like 800,000 kids get kidnapped a a year. That's, that's not what it is. It's just 800,000 children go missing. That has to do with uh, kids being runaways has to do with uh, family members taking kids, uh, let's say there's a custody battle and you want to take your kid for two more weeks. Then yeah, but those are, those are, the, those are like the, the minute parts of the percentage of that. Yeah, Most of yeah. it is getting snatched up. And it, it's, it was, it was starting to run rampant back then. Like no one's even paying attention to it. Like you're, yeah, it's, you, it's actually, um, it's okay. So the way the FBI reports it, it's not, it's not that, that it's not, excessive like 800,000 but what it is keep in mind guys that um that's worldwide though right no worldwide is actually there's an estimated 8 million children that are reported missing each year in the world 8 million and uh, i heard something about passover like a lot of kids go missing on passover like around that time like like big time and and you know like uh to to uh to do something like that and to, you know, like nowadays you got videos, you got people with phones, you got people with, you know, you know, it can take pictures quickly, you know, and, and, and uh, it's a lot harder for these, these. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For them to operate, urban, dude. You're yeah, right. For them to operate, but they 100%. still do. They do. You know? They do, man. And they it's, still do. And even more staggering statistic I wanted to bring up before we started on the intro is that America produces half of the child pornography that's distributed around the world. So how many kids are truly being trafficked, you know, and, and if this is, if this is happening, they produce half, bro, that's freaking crazy. That's disgusting. Um, anyways, let's, uh, let's get into this man to this, uh, where's Johnny dude, uh, or what happened? To kind Johnny of started with me. I, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't like watching the video and studying this stuff that much and getting through it because it's home with me because I have a son yes. and I also, uh, I just, I had a very big fear of this when I was a younger kid of that. 
and after learning about John Walsh and all those and, and stuff like that and how fast, you know, you turn your head and your kid could be gone. You could, you, you could just not even a second and your kid's gone. And, and I see people every day now that they don't pay attention too much to their kids. And then they wonder why, you know, you get snatched up in a Kmart or a Walmart or a, or a Home Depot or even at the park or anything. It's just, it's very scary. And it's very scary to yeah. think that people are surveilling so our message. You. Our message is to you. Yeah. Message, this is our message to the, is to the parents to make sure that you watch your kids, man. And, and, and also and teach the, them and teach them to not, you know, to make sure that they don't, um, I guess we'll do this in the conclusion, but just make sure that they don't not, not only don't trust, uh, adults, but as you're going to find out, don't trust other teenagers either. Cause it looks like some of these kids were actually involved in this. You know, they got, they were from victim. Oh, it's been to, that way for uh, years. They, they were it's called Stockholm syndrome. You yeah. get your victim. He start, he he he's young age, young. He just after a while, he just thinks it's play or that's his lifestyle. So that he just thinks that's that's how life is. Because you're a kid, you're very yeah. impressionable. Your mind is like a sponge. So whatever yeah. you're, they're telling you that you're gonna believe. Like Santa Claus is real, Easter Bunny yeah. is real. You know, yeah. like then they 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 don't get it, and then after a while, they understand like this isn't right. Yeah. You know, well, may, yeah. I don't know what what happens, but on this story was crazy to me was that, you know, they, they were contacting her, you know, they were like leaving her, leaving her little clues to go keep, you know, keep trying to find him and stuff. And that, that was, that's torture. Well, I, okay. I'll, I'll get into that. I, I think that um you're talking about when they left the the pictures and stuff for her to see or whatever yeah, on her birthday, yeah. on yeah, her yeah, birthday yeah. and on the anniversary was, of him being taken basically. Yeah, that was interesting. So they sent him those pictures. Let's go into the whole the whole story real quick, and then we'll get into that when it comes up. So, okay, so Johnny Gosh, okay, this this it all happened in Des Moines, Iowa, in September of 1982. Um, the reason why this is important for us to bring up uh, is because it 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 connects to the Franklin scandal, which is the one that we're going to bring up after this. Okay, so Johnny Gosh, he started a newspaper route uh, to pay for a dirt bike. He was doing the route with either his mom or dad. He, he was only 12 years old. So his mom or dad would go with them on the route. They were trying to teach him um, values and stuff, you know, and also he was trying to pay for a dirt bike. So um, he asked his parents if he could do the route by himself. And his mom said no. And his dad was saying yes, but they decided not to let him go by himself um, that same night. The dad received a phone call at 1.30 in the morning, and the wife said he answered the phone uh, as if he knew the person. He said, okay, okay, no problem, and then he hung up. The next morning, Johnny went on a newspaper route, and he ended up going out by himself. So he was supposed to go with his dad, but he ended up going by himself. So maybe he came in the room to get his dad, and his dad probably told him to just go on and by himself. Um, the, and his parents woke up to the phone ringing and it was the neighbors telling him that Johnny never delivered the paper. So the dad went looking for his son, came back, told his wife to call the police because Johnny's wagon was full of newspapers and there was no Johnny. He was missing. So uh, they filed the missing person person's report and the police took 45 minutes to get to their house and they were only 10 blocks away. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That was kind of a red flag um, that happened. And uh, when they first told the police about Johnny being missing, they immediately uh, diverted the story that asking him if he's a runaway. Has he ever ran away before? They kept pushing it towards that Johnny ran away instead of him actually being missing and kidnapped. I thought that was pretty interesting, dude. 
So while the 45 minutes was going by uh, for the police to get there, the wife, Noreen Gosh, called the manager of the paper route, got all the names of the kids that met up uh, with Johnny that morning. Uh, she started gathering her own witness testimony. Also, also she, um, she ended up getting together a search team to try to find Johnny. So right away, she was like a pit bull already, not letting go, man. She's already like yeah, trying well, to find out what her... So you got to do that your mother instincts kick in and you're like, you know, Hey, something doesn't look right. So it's not right. Even in the dad, you know, I would never, ever, ever let my son go do something like that by himself where I wasn't with him or I don't care how tired I am, whatever it is, I'm not going to let him go by himself to go do, to do something like that. you, You and your wife discussed it. Yep. You should not go by himself. You got to respect it, your wife. Now, do, would you think that maybe the dad? Okay. That phone call is very important. Okay. Very important because I'm going to tell you guys exactly what one of the witnesses said about the dad. So pay attention to that phone call. Notice he said it was a wrong number, but he said, okay, okay. You know, and then he hung up whatever. So anyways, yeah. um, so why the, okay. So she ended up gathering witness testimony and, uh, so she got information from one of the witnesses that there was a blue car that pulled up, asked for directions, and Johnny felt uncomfortable with the gentleman, and he and he and he ended up uh, telling the other kids that he was he wanted he was going to go home. So he left his papers there. He as he walked away, the gentleman in the car flashed the light in his car three times. Is what the witnesses said, and then drove away. The witness yeah, yeah. saw another guy walk around from around the corner, the alleyway. And then they started to follow Johnny. Johnny turned a corner and the witness didn't, didn't think of anything. You know, they basically, Johnny turned the corner, that person turned the corner too. And then the, the kid didn't think anything of it, you know, cause he's not going to think that he's getting kidnapped. So um, the mom told the cops this and they acted like they didn't even hear her. And they asked her, did her son ever run away again before he took the paper and, and, and drove away with the cops. So they, they, um, so they kept pushing the fact that he might have just ran away. That's it, man. Like the police kept pushing that and pushing that, pushing it. Um, and then they left. So the cop basically drove away right after that and, and was was putting putting the case as he was a runaway. They didn't show back up until like two o'clock in the afternoon. So let's look at some of the red flags that happened during the during the uh, investigation. So during the investigation, the police chief Orville Coney kept telling his men to stand down that he's just a runaway. Even during the uh, when there was a search party going on, okay, he ended up standing on top of the park bench with a bullhorn telling the search party to go home and that the boy's just a damn runaway. I would never, first of all, right there, there's a red flag. When there's a search party for anybody or someone's missing, Mm -hmm. I don't care. You go look for the whole night and you're not going to round up a whole whole bunch of people just to send him home and say he's a runaway. That's that's not right. You don't do that to anybody. At least make a, yeah. even if you're trying to hide it, try to make a valiant effort to hide it. Yeah, dude. And, and the mom, like, dude, the mom was like, totally, you know, like she was all over it, dude. She was like all over it. She got a search party together. She's got people searching all these different places. Uh, she ended up calling, uh, she ended up calling the FBI. Senator she, 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 called the senator. she was interviewing everybody, writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. Sure she had a full down. timeline. Uh, she called the Senator. And she asked him if she, if he could, uh, if he could, uh, you know, if he could please 
don't put the helicopters in the sky to are inside the in the in the air so that you know the national guard helicopters into the air and the, and this they actually denied her and said that she'd have to pay $800 an hour for the helicopters so i guess a newspaper had found out about that and they ended up letting you know the news ended up letting Wow. Uh, their search team used their helicopters. Did you hear about that? You didn't hear about that part? No, no, no. I, uh, it was no, interesting, I, no, bro. That's, that's weird. That's yeah. So, so this is like, a, that's a red flag. You know, that they, um, so also, uh, what happened was during the investigation, the police chief or Volconi, uh, they, they took it from, from, uh, they took the investigation from like it being him being kidnapped and they placed him back to being just a runaway. So what wow. that does is when when officers from different um, parts of the neighborhood, uh, I'm sorry, different like uh, like let's jurisdictions. say counties, yeah, yeah jurisdictions. jurisdictions. When they end up uh, when they end up they end up seeing that it's just a runaway, then they're not gonna you know they're not gonna follow up on it. They're gonna think that he's just a runaway. You know they're not gonna be following up on the. But you still gotta leave. look for him. Yeah, so they were they were so what was happening was she ended up calling all the, all the, the news stations. She ended up just like uh, making all the posters. Uh, she ended up doing all this different stuff. And, and in the meantime, all the police were doing, they weren't pressing and pressing and pressing because uh, police chief Orville kept telling his men to stand down. So they were like, he wasn't pushing for them to, um, for them to, to, to be searching for this, for, for Johnny, which is, which is terrible. Sounds like the changeling sounds like uh, this, th- these two movies mixed together. I swear it's not, it's not, I'm not even playing with you, dude. It's like weird how how the, yeah. the actual same thing, this the the cops doing the same thing, trying to avoid doing their job, you know. Yeah. And then when you look at it, it starts to start to put it as like, oh, these guys might be in on it. I'm not you're not yeah. stupid. I mean, if you're an investigator, yeah. like I'm not dumb. I'm I mean, if no one's looking for this kid and a mom is like pressuring it, okay. Yeah, you, nobody's you even heard like about that? this stuff. You wouldn't think like that and, and until you find out about the Franklin scandal and all this bigger stuff that's involved, senators and politicians. So we'll get into all that, though. But um, so also he he was telling the FBI that he didn't need help on the case. There was also a sheriff from another jurisdiction that actually pulled over um, Noreen Gosh and she told him straight up. She told her. Listen, we sent men over there to help to help uh, him with that case, and he and he and he denied uh, help from us, so we couldn't help him. But we were trying to send people over to help you with this case. We know you're a good woman, and you're trying to work hard to find your son. And we sent sheriffs over there, and he said that he did not need help with the case. So this police chief, man, something's going on with this guy, man. It's crazy. Well, that that makes me think, like, hey, you're either covering something up, or you're in on it. Yeah. Or so, you're just too lazy to do anything about it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a common, I think it's coming from, for me personally, I believe that he was getting orders from higher up above him, you know, telling him to, to stand down. Uh, because as we get deeper and deeper, you guys will find out probably why this police chief was telling his men to stand down. You know, it was just a bigger, it wasn't just some creepo. Uh, hanging out, you know, in a van, like, oh, I'm going to get this kid. It was just like, there's so much more to this story. So we'll kind of get down into it. Okay. But so, always starts um, off as the creepo in the van, but who yeah. hired the creepo in the van? Well, well, the person that stole, like actually took him, it's like an organized thing, dude, we're going to talk about. So, so another interesting thing was two weeks after the kidnapping, there were two girls that got kidnapped from Des Moines, Iowa, and, and also ended up they, they ended up actually being found in Nebraska. So these girls 
and suspects were found uh, by Nebraska police. Noreen Gosh asked the police chief to check into this to see if these cases were actually connected, but they refused. Now, the reason why this is important, because Nebraska is where the uh, the Franklin scandal it actually happened. Okay. I know this is in 1982 and the Franklin scandal didn't come out till 1988, but as you see, there's a lot of, uh, you know, sex trafficking going on or, or child trafficking in Nebraska. So, and this police chief refused to, to see if this stuff was connected, which is tor- terrible. So instead, so what happened was Noreen Gosh ended up throwing, holding a press conference um, and talked about the two girls that got kidnapped and, and found in Nebraska and was trying to bring light to it, you know, so that other police departments can try to follow up on it. And she was she was actually saying on the press conference that this gentleman, uh, Chief Orville Coney, is not doing his job. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and not following up on these leads and that um, and that the FBI is not following up on any leads for her son. So she's on a press conference on the on the in the news telling them this. Right. So two weeks after she threw the press conference, Noreen received a phone call saying that she better stop making waves. So she actually started getting threatened for what she was doing. Um, So the crazy thing that ended up happening, uh, that ended up being the large pedophile ring in Nebraska, uh, which we're talking about the Franklin scandal, the surface in 1988. So these two girls were actually kidnapped by the people that were involved in the Franklin scandal. I'm, that's what Noreen Gosh was assuming. I can't tell you, I don't have, you know, I'm trying to connect them all together, but this is just um, uh, pretty interesting to do that. Well, that. now, now, now you got all these, everyone talking about this guy being a pedo, that guy being a pedo, Hollywood being a pedo, all this Disney being pedos, all this stuff being pedos. Oh, but this dude, stuff was man. going on. It was so dude. easy to do it back then. It was so easy to do it. You could just do it and no one would find out because nobody would do the work to find out because it wasn't that big of a, no one thought about that way. Nobody thought, nobody even heard of a pedophile till the like middle eighties, like late, like mid eighties, like right after this happened. Oh, they're, they're looking for kids. It's like, okay. So you're, you're telling me that their target, my son was picked by a pedophile for, you know, to get, to get him. Cause he liked his picture or whatever. So now you've got the internet. Yeah, it's it's bad, bro. And so now if if which I'll show you how all this connects, I, I, I don't I don't want to talk about this part until a little bit later. But yeah, dude, now it would be way more believable, bro, because we can connect all this stuff to stuff like, um, you know, like like I'm going to try to do an Epstein episode at some point where we can connect all this stuff to like Epstein, to the politicians, to everybody that's on his flight log. Uh, all this stuff connects. dude. It's crazy. Um, so. After going on the shows, uh, Noreen uh, was actually harassed by the FBI because she called her senator and requested help from her FBI. So what happens is if your son ever goes missing and you end up calling your senator, then the FBI has to get involved and they have to do a written report. So she was actually forcing them to get involved. So and they and the FBI was was started getting kind of kind of they started harassing her, telling her that, hey, uh, you must you think you're smart, you know, trying to go through your senator and we have to keep doing written reports. And they were being weird about it, too, man. So it's kind of weird. They must have been getting something from their higher ups telling them that they need to stand down on this case as well. Well, in the same, um, well is it, it was in Des Moines, right? I think it was in Des Moines. There, they were doing this. Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. So Des Moines. And then you got what was it? Uh, what was the other place you said? Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. So you got yep. two Midwest places that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody cares about no, interstate nobody does news on it. Yeah, there's a, it's yes. 
quick highway, you jump on the highway, you're gone. No one's gonna, there's a lot of wooded areas, uh, places where you cannot be found. And that to me is just, it's weird that, that uh, just that part of the, because um, in the report it said Des Moines had a lot of kids being taken from there. And so yeah. did, and also in, uh, in, in whatever that other state was, I can't remember what you said. Oh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. My bad. So the interesting thing was she, she asked the FBI agent, cause he was like one of the top guys. She said, so what do you do with your top recruits? And he said, well, we sell them, we send them to high crime neighborhoods and, and, and like with high population, you know? And then yeah. she's like, okay, so what, who do you send to places like Des Moines, Iowa? Obviously not the good agents. And that's yeah, we said, we send, uh, we he said, that's what I've yeah. been getting. You know? It's like, it's like, on, uh, what was that movie? Oh, uh, the, the big Lebowski. So yeah, you, yeah, guys, yeah. you guys are going to find my, uh, my, my briefcase. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the whole, uh, we got guys working on shifts on it. It's like, <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. For sure. But I guarantee you, For if sure. their kid was snatched up and they're yeah. sending their, believe me, they would be up in arms if you had, if For Joe sure. Biden's bait, when Joe Biden was 12 and Joe Biden's yeah. son got snatched up. You think they're going to be like, okay, well, let's just, he probably just ran away or he probably over his buddy's house. No, yeah. they're going to go, they're going to go worldwide search, rip this world apart to find this kid. But your kid, yeah. who cares about your kid? He's just another statistic. He's just another, another number. And if these guys are making money off of this. Yeah. Oh my God. Crazy. You guys should be you really screen who you hire as a police officer, really screen yeah. who you're hiring as these guys that are protecting your houses and your families. Or screen these politicians, bro. Like screen them, you know. Like get rid of them. Get rid of the politicians. Some of these ones are, are crazy, but you know, you know, okay, let's have so, our country ran by God. Let's bring all of our uh, all of our problems up to God, not to yeah. not to uh, some politician who doesn't even care about what's going on. Yeah. So she got so uh, Noreen got so aggravated that she actually hired a private investigator, um, and the way that she paid for these private investigators. Was she was like selling these chocolates? Like, remember back when we were in Little League, where you yes, sell the chocolates yes, for a yes, dollar? Yes, a fundraiser. She ended up selling two hundred and fifty thousand chocolates, dude. That's crazy. Whoa. So she ended up, yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. She said she sold uh, two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, or five or four hundred thousand is what she doesn't sold. matter. That's a lot. Two hundred thousand chocolates, and then she ended up getting, you know, she gets fifty cents each chocolate. So um, that's what she used because the private investigators started getting really. Um, expensive because as she was doing these interviews on tv what was happening is she started getting leads from all different parts of the united states so she's yeah. trying to fly this guy places so dude she sold she sold all those chocolates which is which is amazing man that's she i'm telling you this lady was was uh really like a pit bull she would not let go of her son uh uh leaving so um she so what she did is she hired the private investigator and the private investigator started doing interviews uh with people in the in the neighborhood and the information that she gathered some of it she didn't share with the police because she wanted to have because she started feeling like the police were not helping her so what she did is she uh she had one of the neighbors that uh this is during like the 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 two or three weeks or or a month that that had it happened so she had information that was really like current and she had people that that when they if they did see something she's going to have current information so you'll find out later why while why she, she needed to have the current information because, you know, later on, I think two years later, the FBI ended up trying to get involved and started interviewing these people. It's like too little too late. Yeah. yeah. Too little too late. So anyway, so the information that she got, one of the neighbors came forward and said that he saw a blue van parked in front of his house 
with the motor running and a blue car pulled up and transferred something that was wrapped in a sheet. And uh, Paul Bonacci, uh, who was one of the witnesses I'm going to tell you guys about in a little bit, he confirmed this later on, dude, when he confessed to assisting with the kidnapping. So the blue car was the one I talked about earlier that pulled up to these kids. And then, uh, you know, Johnny Gosh ended up leaving, feeling uncomfortable, started walking. And then they flipped his lights three times and he drove off. That's probably the gentleman that ended up taking Johnny, dude. And he actually took him and brought him to like a blue van is what Paul Bonacci was saying. Okay. So um, that's very interesting, man, because now that's, that's something that the police should take and say, dude, we got a blue car and a blue van, dude. Now we need to go search for these two. These people are connected to a kidnapping, but they didn't end up doing the job of interviewing all these people, man. They, 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 they just, once your police, like me, I was in the military. So once you're higher up tells you to do something, dude, you're kind of like, you're, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know, because if the police chief is telling you, Hey, stand down, stand down, stand down. That's what was going on. But this, this courageous woman, Noreen Gosh was not letting them do that to him. So she actually hired a private investigator, had him do all these interviews, bro. So it's crazy. And after the, um, after the, like, even everybody knows if you're a detective, 24 hours, 32 hours a week, you know, well, evidence there's a show called the first 48 that time because people <laughs> forget people, uh, they, 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 uh, they, they start to get a little, you know, they get that, uh, any, they could, you could bring up, uh, uh, pictures of people. They're like, okay, that guy did it because you're like, okay. Yeah. Cause it kind of looks like him, but it could be in your mind, you know? Yeah. Yes. And if you got yeah, license plates and someone had a license plate and they didn't interview that person at the time, they threw the license plate away, you know, stuff like that. That's, that's, that's crucial evidence. Like yeah. right off the bat, I get it. it. 24 hours. Someone has to be missing for 24 hours, but not a kid. I say somebody yeah. over 18 is missing for 24 hours. Hey, yeah. yes, that th th that's liable, but not a kid, not a kid, not a, not a scared child. That's 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 that is is petrified. That's used to going home to his mom and dad and, and saying I love you and saying good night and saying all this stuff. That, that's that's horrible. Yeah. So she got so well connected, dude, that an informant actually called her to tell her that there's going to be another kidnapping in August. So she told the police and the police didn't do anything, didn't believe her. So she got a hold of the director of 2020 because she was being interviewed like crazy because this thing actually became like a, this is, he was like the first boy to be on like a milk box. Okay. The missing. Yeah, so that, that's the, that's the, the, have you seen me boxes started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it started with him. So basically she, I'm telling you, she was like, I'm getting a hold of the press. Uh, they started wanting to do, do stories with her. So she got a hold of the director because uh, they were doing a story on Johnny at the time. And sure enough, dude, another kidnap ended up happening. Uh, and it was another kid that was a paper boy, just like her son, Johnny. And what happened was the FBI sent 22 FBI agents from Quantico to come and to work on that case because all the media involvement and they didn't even have one FBI agent work on Johnny's case. So that's messed up, man. So what happened is the media went to the police department the next day after that happened, after the kid got kidnapped and all these FBI agents started working the case in question, the, um, the police chief um, on camera and asked if you're going to do an aerial search, a canine search for this boy, because you didn't do any of that for Johnny Gosh, the boy that, and, and the boy that actually got kidnapped in this, uh, you know, the one that the informant told her about, they never found the boy, dude. So that's, it's another one that happened in Des Moines, Iowa, dude, you know, so that's, it's crazy. 
And that happened just uh, in August. And so that was like a, a nine months or, or about 10 months after her boy, Johnny got, got kidnapped. So that's, it's, it's sad, man. Um, here's the interesting thing. She, Noreen Gosh called each city council member and told them what's going on. Uh, oh, told her that she was going to file a $10 million lawsuit against um, the police chief Orville Coney and uh, for negligence on Johnny's case. And this is like in uh, 1985. And uh, so what happened is they actually held an emergency meeting. And, and then that Monday, they announced the police chief was resigning. And this is in 85. So she actually got him to resign, which is, which is crazy. Well, that, that's, 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 all, that's all good and all. But what does he know? He went, he went to his grave knowing, knowing a lot of stuff, probably. How can yeah. you? I don't know. If, and if, if it's that big and that big of a ring and people uh, are that many people are in on it and nobody even even wants to even find out the truth. That that's yeah. that sucks because you're going in for her. I felt bad for her so much because she was just doing it by herself. Yeah, she's going against the whole world trying to yeah. find a needle in the haystack by herself. And, and she no didn't know. Around. Honestly, she, she didn't really know how like uh, police work you know, how detective work even worked. I mean, she said she just saw like, you know, TV shows. Well, she did a better but, job than they did. Yeah. Yeah. She was doing a better job than that for sure, man. And I, and I don't honestly, like I was in the army, so I don't, I, I don't really put it on these, these, and on the detectives, they should just be just like how she was, but it's, it's tough when your higher ups keep telling you something, you know, so it was kind of tough for them, you know, I think. Um, so after that, they got like a bunch of dead leads, you know, on where Johnny was. Okay. Yeah. So in 1986, Noreen was contacted by the police that there was a contact, a contract out on her. Okay. So this is pretty interesting. This is something that's, that's just, it's, it's crazy, dude. That now, you know, that it's not just, um, uh, just a little, you know, kidnapping of, of some, some weirdo taking Johnny and then doing what he wanted for them and maybe getting rid of him. Nah, dude. So now she's got a contract hit out on her, dude, in 1986. And um, this was told to the police by a mafia member. The reason why uh, the, heat, the hit was placed on Noreen is because she was causing too many waves for these people. That's, that's what the mafia member said. I'm referring to, I believe, uh, I think it should, that, that she's referring to the pedophile ring of the, the Franklin scandal. That's, that's why, uh, that's what, because as she's, as she's going through this and making all these waves, she's actually having them create laws and all this different stuff against uh, people like pedophiles and stuff like that and, and create laws against kidnapping. And, and she, uh, she started a missing person fund. She started, um, she started actually, she went in front of the, the, um, the justice department actually. And, she had she actually told the the justice department that you guys should take away funding from the fbi some funding and create like one for kids that go missing right so she's actually creating a lot of waves it's not just like she's she's just a, a mom that had her kids still you know kidnapped and she's doing interviews she's actually doing legislation there's actually like a johnny gospel that got passed so in 1986 dude they put a contract a hit out on her okay and um so what happened was this man um this man ended up calling her the next morning after the police told her that there's a contract hit on her. She told, she told her, she told her to get on a plane, fly to Kansas city, and then fly to Oklahoma. 
And and he told her that he had evidence of where Johnny's uh, where Johnny is. Okay, so so Noreen had already contacted the police. She contacted the police after this, and the police contacted the FBI, and they sent an FBI agent that looked like her. Okay, so what happened is they sat down at the table. The police officer, the new police chief, was sitting there, and and this dude is like a lot better. He was saying like, look, we're not sending her to Kansas City or Oklahoma. The FBI wanted to send her. They said that we're going to have a guy, an FBI agent, post as your husband. And, and, and we're going to send you. Okay. So they wanted to. So what happened is the police chief, uh, the new one said, no way we're not sending her because she's going to be dead in Kansas city. She's probably going to end up flying there. And, and then he's going to try to take her out. So um, I suggest that you send an FBI agent that looks like her. So they ended up doing that. So they ended up sending an FBI agent that looked just like her. And um, they ended up busting this guy, dude. So it, and they confirmed it was a contract hit. The guy got arrested and sentenced to 10 years in prison. I just thought that was super interesting, man, because this is real. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's way real. This is real. Okay. This is not just like, oh, this lady's uh, making waves. Like she's making waves where they actually had a contract. Because nobody was doing that at that time. Nobody yeah. was digging. They're just like, no. oh, it's, it like, it's, like, it's like if you go hunting, right? If me and you went hunting, right? Yeah. And we both disappeared, right? We're deep in Montana. They'll look for us. If we're gone for more than a week, it's over because it's yeah. either a mountain lion ate us, bear ate us, you, you, something happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they, they called it, they didn't even start a search for these kids. They didn't even do that. Okay. That, that's what, that's what kind of weird to me. Like, like you're having, you're having people pose as certain people, trick them into doing something that they don't want to do. And then when when the, the 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 actual crime happens, you don't have any type of time to 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 not try to find out what's going on, because especially in a, in a kidnapping with a kid that no one's paying attention to. Oh yeah, he does his route every day. No one paying attention to that kid at all. Maybe one or two people saw something. They're like, that looked kind of weird, but I didn't do nothing about it. But then later yeah. on, like I was there, I saw that happen. Oh my gosh, no one's gonna come and talk to me about it. You know. Yeah. And, and the way that God uh, created uh, something good out of these evil acts is all the bills that she had passed. And then also in the nineties, uh, a parent stood up like Noreen and then they ended up doing the Amber alert, which, you know, Amber alert is basically, you guys probably, you know what that is. It's, as soon as somebody gets, ends up missing, they, they end up texting everybody in the whole entire United States, the license plate and all that stuff. So. And that's why we, that's why all these, these, these pedos went out of state, out of country to do this stuff and start doing this stuff from, you know, uh, uh, our borders, stuff like that. Mexico, mm-hmm. they probably, they started doing that stuff from all the other countries. And, and it's like, they can get away with it there because like, like it's, it's, they don't think about it that way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, dude. And also like, you know, if, Interesting is one thing. It's sick. If they could get people, I know it's sick. It's just, it's, it's okay. So think about if they could get people into the United States, they could also snatch a kid and take them out of the United States. There's a, yes, yes. There's all this different stuff. So now you have Instagram. Now you have Facebook. Now you have all these little TikTok, all stuff. A pedo, all you got to do is go look on a thing and be like, okay, well, I like her. I'm going to follow her, you know, and then find out information and anything hack. Okay, I'm gonna pick her. Go, go, go to go get her. Or say you're on Facebook and, and, and they see you. Okay, she lives in uh she lives in uh, uh Texas. Go, go, go get her. I, I like that way. That is uh, that dude. It's so yeah. easy now. Yeah. But it's also so, so hard. Yeah. 
No, no, it's not <laughs> even so hard one. anymore. It's, it's, it's seriously because it's, how do you say, it's accepted now. What are you going to do about it, Josh? We talk about this stuff. We, we put it on a show. We spread the word. But what are people really doing? This lady had to go by herself. Okay, go by herself and find out all this stuff. Get all these laws pushed, laws passed. Where are the thousands of people that had their kids, millions of people that had their kids taken that are not just going, hey, screw it. Let's take this to the top. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened with uh, with Johnny on here, dude. But I, I honestly, what we Epstein could do was we, doing the same thing. I know we're going to do an Epstein episode. This is going to bring us. But still, this the is kind of, this is kind of, he was doing the same thing, getting girls, recruiting, girls. girls, recruiting them more, yeah. recruiting more, recruiting more. And it was so big and rampant. But who was involved in that? You have all these big names that come out, but no one does yeah. anything about it. They don't. Like, dude, oh, that's, that's fake news. Or because oh, they take all what they did is they took all of this, these names and all that stuff. And they just, they just focus it on one person on Jeffrey Epstein and that's it. And they made sure that they, all those other names just got put in the, the back burner and then they, he suicided himself. Right. So we're going to, we're going to do an Epstein episode, but uh, so we're going to jump from 1986 when she had a contract hit to 1988, 80 kids came forward. Okay. Saying that there was, they were part of a child pornography and pedophile ring. One of the 80 children that came forward, his name was Paul Bonacci. Um, he actually started naming names, mentioning uh, people like the police chief, Robert Wadeen, who was the police chief of, in Nebraska, one of the cities in Nebraska at the time. And what they did is they actually put this kid in jail for perjury. And while he was in jail, uh, he was talking to his lawyer. His, his lawyer's name is John DeCamp. Okay, guys, he was talking to his lawyer and he told his lawyer that he was there when Johnny Gosh was kidnapped. He went from being a victim to, of these, of these pedophiles to actually becoming a perpetrator and the kidnapping ring used him to help kidnap Johnny Gosh. He said two months before they kidnapped Johnny Gosh, someone was sent out to take pictures of Johnny. And, uh, and there was actually a witness that, uh, that Noreen said, uh, She's she that somebody actually saw someone taking pictures of Johnny two months before the kidnapping. So um, it actually matched up for what he was saying. He said they took pictures and they put them in a catalog and these elite pedophiles would pick these kids out of a catalog and, and pick out which one they wanted. And so two months before they were already basically taking pictures of Johnny and somebody picked his name out of the catalog and then they, they ended up hiring these people to go kidnap. And I guess um, he described the, he also was able to describe the van that they took him in. He was able to describe the house. The pictures were taken in front that they were actually in front of, which matched up to that lady's house. Uh, Johnny, what it took. Oh, also he was able to draw pictures because uh, I guess uh, Paul Bonacci was a really good artist. He was able to draw pictures of the men that were involved and, um, he ended up after that. Uh, yeah. So he ended up, uh, so drawing pictures of the kids that are actually, are the people that were actually involved as well, dude, which is, which is super interesting. Um, and he ended up after he got out of jail, he ended up going to court and he's able to file a civil law. Okay. So the interesting thing is Paul Bonacci was able to file a civil lawsuit against the men that had done this to him. And while he was on the stand, the judge asked him, why did they choose Johnny? And he, he told them that, they, that he picked him out of a catalog because um, 
catalog. Oh. Got you yeah, catalog, dude. Yes. It's like, because hey, man, like I want look. a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, uh, Asian boy now. Exactly. Well, there's actually pictures, I guess, that he's saying back in the day. You know, this is in the 80s. So a picture catalog would just be like, all right, uh, page number five. I want uh, kid number two. So, yeah, but, but see, look, at I want kid number two. It's crazy, bro. They, they, they get Disgusting. the file. They go do the dirty work for him. Okay. Probably that kid's probably, that person's probably been Stockholm syndrome all the way up to probably been doing this for years. Had the same thing happen to him. And it, it's, it's, it's rampant. Yeah. It's rampant. I, I, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I don't get how anybody could just harm a little child like that and act like it's, it's okay. And do things like it's okay. Like, even if you're not seeing it, like most likely the cops or all those, whatever is involved, they're not seeing it, but they're getting yeah. paid for it or they're getting yeah. money for it. It's yep. like, Hey, I don't, if I don't get to see it, I ain't going to worry about it until it's in their front door. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. That, that's and I don't understand how people aren't like really, really, really looking at this stuff. This stuff is all over YouTube. This stuff is right there for you to look at. Look it up. It's like you have to. The thing is, it's not going to just pop up. Like you have to be searching and searching and searching. You know, like like we did. We like you have to be searching and then you find out about this and then, you know, my the person that told me about this is my friend at work. He told me in the very like he told me like five years ago, six years ago is about this, and I just found out that you know I just looked into that. Um, you know, the 800,000 kids that were missing. And I'm like, all right. And then Johnny Gosh pulled up and I was like, oh, I told my friend, dude, didn't you tell me about this? My friend Chuck at work. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So I started looking into it and then, you know, this is where we're at. So, um, and then, so Paul Bonacci, uh, he actually did a lawsuit against Larry King, which we're going to definitely get into Larry King, dude. He has to be do, do with the Franklin scandal. One of the civil suits, he actually won a million dollars in his lawsuit. Even after the police... Even after that, the police in Des Moines, Iowa, or Nebraska, never interviewed Paul Bonacci. Now, um, the problem with Paul Bonacci, he actually had multiple personality syndrome. So, because you know he was molested and he was uh, abused, and and what happens is sometimes when that happens, you get post traumatic stress, and then you you know you get split personality syndrome. So, um, so they never ever wanted to interview him. Even though he won the suit, bro, like he could, he couldn't get the criminal charges pushed against him, but he was able to get the civil, civil suit against him. Yeah, it's just like when 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 uh, <clears throat> O.J. Simpson, you know, got off on murdering his, you know, murdering, well, allegedly murdering his, you know, wife and and Ron <laughs> Goldman, but got sued in the civil suit for millions of dollars and lost. Yep. So you're saying I, that okay, I'm not guilty of killing her, but I'm responsible for her death. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. That's exactly, that's a good thing to bring up, bro. It's exactly so. And then also Paul Bonacci showed Noreen the farmhouse that they took. I mean, this is kind of like, this is information that probably Noreen, like at least she got to know what happened to her son. I mean, it's, but you're going to find out later, dude, that it's crazy that, but uh, his son, you know, there's, there's a little bit of good news to this, even though it's insane. Um, he showed Noreen the farmhouse they took Johnny to after they kidnapped him. I guess they kept him in there for like two weeks, bound and gagged, and he got sexually assaulted. Um, Paul also told Noreen that the guys that kidnapped her son got $8,500. Um, he was then sold to a person that would use him like an escrow service. So during the civil suit, Paul was asked, how did they know Johnny would be alone that day? 
This is the important part, man, about that phone call. Yeah. He said pri- prior arrangements were made, were made with Mr. Gosh on the phone. And he said this on the stand in the civil suit. And the police never interviewed uh, Mr. Gosh about this. So on the phone, when that 1.30 a.m. Uh, supposed wrong number phone call happened, they were actually, he was saying, okay, okay, all right. Like they were probably telling them, hey, make sure he goes alone tomorrow because we're going to do it tomorrow. So I don't know Mr. Gosh, you know, uh, I don't know him. <clears throat> I don't know him. Well, first uh, of all, he's the one who, he's the one who decided to let him, let his own son go by himself. Yeah. Right so, then, therefore, you're already not suspect, but you already did something that wasn't yeah. supposed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Noreen Gosh uh, didn't find this out till like, you know, till way later. So then she was able to divorce him. But um, the thing is, I don't know, Mr. Gosh, he was never, uh, he did do some weird stuff. Let me tell you guys something that he did that was weird. Okay. Mr. Gosh actually went and, and met with Paul Bonacci with another lady posed posing as his, uh, his wife. Okay. So he had this other woman, uh, Paul Bonacci wanted to meet Noreen Gosh. And, um, what happened is Mr. Gosh brought this woman there to talk to Paul Bonacci and say that this is his wife when it really wasn't. So she didn't get this information that she, she should have had. So he did do some sideways stuff, dude. Um, you know, like, cause he didn't want, obviously if he was involved, he didn't want his wife to get the information that about all this stuff, dude, you know, like that, that Paul Bonacci was going to do. She didn't find this out until he was actually on the stand. Well, well day. Did, did she ever ask, did they ever find out if her husband was going through financial problems at that time? They find out know. if he was ever like in debt at that time. Did you ever find out maybe, maybe find out maybe he was actually one of the kids a long time ago. That was probably, you know, done that to him back in the day. Well, he was he actually, at the this club, dude, where the for these people from, uh, you know, these pedophiles used to hang out. They said that that there was witness that said that they saw Mr. Gosh at that club, hanging out with these some of these uh, people that were in the the Nebraska Franklin pedos, uh, pedophile ring. So it did. There was witnesses that say that he was hanging out with them. So probably a big money grab. Uh, maybe he was in debt. Maybe something was going on. I mean, I don't know. That's to do that to your son. The only thing is. I'm really reaching. I don't know because he never got brought into the court of law. They never got to. Dude, if someone, if someone that doesn't know this you, guy, if someone that doesn't know you is bringing you up into the, and is bringing your name into it. And, and it's, it's a huge thing that's going on. Why would he lie? Yeah, I know. Oh, this guy. I, I don't think this guy was lying, dude. He's I giving you, he's giving you, let the, me tell you why I don't think stuff. he was, where's the motive? I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that was really, really, uh, Okay, so Noreen met with uh, Paul Bonacci, and he told her things that he, that only she would know, dude, and and Johnny would know. Like, uh, he said that Johnny had a birthmark on his chest, a scar on his tongue, a bur- a burn scar on his lower leg because his son, her son, used to ride dirt bikes. So when you ride, you get the exhaust. Sometimes you get burned from the exhaust. So that's actually something that. Um, you know, and that was not widely circulated information, dude. Okay. So the scars were never made public. So Bonacci also described a stammer that Johnny had, like when he would get upset. Uh, I don't know what a stammer is probably like something he would do. Like whenever no, he it's a, like a nervous tick. Now the, yeah, the FBI and local police did not believe Paul Bonacci was a credible witness in the case and they have never interviewed him. So that's crazy, dude. So let's look at uh, John DeCamp. 
John DeCamp is actually the attorney for Paul Benacci. Okay. Uh, let's look at his character because uh, we'll see what's up with this gentleman. So John DeCamp, uh, he was Paul Benacci's lawyer. Uh, <clears throat> let's look into this gentleman. So he was a controversial politician, a Republican politician in the state of Nebraska who served as legislator from 1971 to 1987. He served as an infantry officer in the United States Army during Vietnam War. And in 1975, he initiated Operation Babylift, which evacuated 2,800 orphans, uh, orphan Vietnamese children out of Vietnam. So he actually uh, helped all these kids, okay? In 1992, uh, Paul DeCamp wrote the paperback book, The Franklin Cover-Up, Child Abuse, Satanism, and Murder in Nebraska, which, which he uh, talked about the, the existence of a Franklin child prostitution ring, which involved murder and Satanism is what they said on here. So I thought that was pretty interesting. He also served uh, with the CIA director, William Kobe, who was a deputy ambassador for Vietnam time. So he, he got he became really good friends with the CIA director, William Kobe at the time. Okay. And um, that kind of connection, you know, because William Kobe actually called him and told him that you're kind of getting in too deep with these people, man. You got to be careful. You know, yeah, you got to yeah, be careful. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you they're remember. Long, they're they're like onions. They got a lot of layers you got to peel off. And what's you're, yeah. you're, it's like it's like kind of like you don't want to find this out. You don't want to know the truth now. Well, like yeah, because, because you can't do anything about it. People said it ended up dying, bro. That's why people ended up dying, dude. They, like witnesses, even John DeCamp, dude. I'll, I'll tell you guys what happened to him, dude. Um, so he ended up um Digging and digging and digging. He was he was representing three people. Uh, one he was representing uh, Paul Benacci. He was representing um, uh, two other people. I, I could get their names in a little bit. I don't I don't want to look it up yet right now. But um, actually, I could probably look it up. I, I, if you guys want to know, so if you guys ever look it up, I want to make sure that you can look it up. Um, uh, da, 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 John the camp. Anyways, did you end up watching that 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 uh that show that I sent you, bro? The 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 Franklin one? The other one. Yeah, the silence. Conspiracy no, of silence. No, 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 because uh because I was too busy trying to get this one done. Like I, I like trying to like like I said, I don't like to watch these okay. sometimes or study them because it's like I'm a, I'm trying to be more of a godly person and to watch this stuff and not be able to do anything about it is really, really, it really bothers me, dude. And and it hits close home because I got a son that the same age as these kids and and to just to know that, like, you know, that that could happen at any time and moment in time is just horrible. It's just, it sucks. It's like, you know, you got, you got a lot of stuff that, you know, to be thinking about, be worried about these nowadays. And, 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 you know, your, your children are your, are your, you know, your gifts from God. And, and if, you know, it's hard to, it's really hard to think this about, you know, certain people, people that are supposed to be, yeah. you know, protecting you and making your making sure that your best interests are kept in in intact but it's not as these people are are all all in it or if they're not in on it they're they someone's got dirt on them and and it's just it's 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 sick yes um so the camp so remember i was talking about suspicious deaths so um i thought this was pretty interesting um so there was actually 15 
suspicious deaths that were connected to the Franklin scandal. I thought that was pretty interesting. And one of them was actually John DeCamp. John DeCamp was the lawyer that was representing three of the kids in that, that came forward for the, the Franklin uh, scandal. And what happened is he actually was flying in his, he took him and his son went to go watch an all-star game. He was actually a pilot and his plane blew up in midair. So as he was representing these kids, um, he actually found some, some information that he was like, like really ecstatic about bringing over. Cause he was representing this girl that got in trouble for perjury as well. Cause she was naming some of the people. And um, what happened is he ended up dying in a plane crash, dude. So, and, and they said that the way his plane crashed was it exploded in the air because there was parts like within a mile radius. It wasn't like he just crashed and then it landed on the floor. Like a malfunction, like, Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Engines down. We're going down as well. Like, Okay. There was an explosion and then it, then it went down. Yeah, dude. So that's, it's, it's pretty interesting. And he ended up being the lawyer for the Franklin scandal, which is something we definitely want to get into. And it's, it's connected to um, it's connected to Johnny gosh, because some of the same pedophile rings were, were, you know, were, were going on at the same time, you know, as when Johnny gosh was actually taken, you know, so it's pretty interesting. Um, so let me, I'm on segment three. Let's get into the Franklin scandal. So, okay, so the the Franklin child's uh, sex ring was a politically connected child prostitution ring in Omaha, Nebraska, during the 1980s, all the way to you know 1980, you know 1988 is when the the story came out. Um, and one of the main ringleaders was a gentleman named Lawrence King. Uh, they say that he operated this, the ring and he actually hosted these sex parties, which were attended by big political uh, business elite people. Um, Lawrence Larry King, Lawrence King or Larry King. And we're not talking about the Larry King. From, oh, I was going to say, uh, that's crazy. You're, you're putting a, you're putting no, a far out accusation on that guy. Not Larry King, not the one from. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Larry I know. King from. <laughs> so uh, the reason why it's called the Franklin scandal is because Lawrence, uh, Larry King uh, actually worked at the Franklin Credit Union. And, and what happened was Franklin Credit Union was actually struggling. And then uh, uh, Larry King ended up taking over and he was getting all these different people like uh, the Boys Town Orphanage and all these different people to, to put their money into, uh, into uh, the credit union. And he was just doing dirty stuff behind the scenes, dude, like taking money. Uh, he was actually hosting all these parties. Uh, dude, he had tons of money coming his way, dude. Um, I think I, I think I have something on him real quick. Let me look it up. Sorry. On on uh, what is, <laughs> the type of parties he was throwing. Um, they weren't good so, ones, I'll tell you that. But they, weren't, you know, they weren't the good parties. <laughs> no, dude. Um, hold on. Let's see. Okay, so. Here's here's okay. So he was operating on a sixteen thousand two hundred dollar a year salary, and he drove a seventy thousand dollar white Mercedes, uh, ten thousand dollars a month in limousine charges. Uh, had credit charges that topped the one million dollars. He owned a four story house on twenty six acres overlooking the Missouri River. Uh, his floral bill alone came out to one hundred forty six thousand dollars. Okay, uh, during a thirteen month period. So. Uh, he also threw a hundred thousand dollar party for one thousand friends of the Republican National Convention. So this gentleman was um, splurging, and he had all this money. And this is not just money he was stealing from the credit union, because that's one thing that he actually got charged for. Okay, for for he got charged for embezzling money from the credit union. 
But uh, and he actually got charged for looting thirty-eight million dollars from the Franklin Credit Union, which is which is crazy. And he got wow. charged for it. And he got um, so this gentleman was like the they say was like the ringleader of this um, the Franklin scandal of this child pedophile ring. So what he would do is he would take these kids and um, and and there's actually accusations that he took some of them from the the boys' home. Uh, it's called Boys Town, which is a Catholic uh, orphanage. Okay, guys. So, and also from the Nebraska foster care system, and he would abuse them at sex parties, and he would have all these elite politicians. What he would do is he would throw these parties, and he would have uh, what the, what the witnesses were saying was he would throw the parties, and all the senators would be there, and all these higher ups, right? And then all the legit ones would leave like at ten thirty. You know, the party's over, and the ones that wanted to do this nefarious action with these kids uh, and these, these uh, you know, these boys and these girls uh, would stay afterwards. And they said that there was cocaine drug filled parties uh, with elite politicians, elite yeah, rich yeah. people, and they would stay and they would do these bad things with these kids. Now there's actual three kids that came forward and, um, and, and, uh, and he was representing those three kids. And what happened was one of the kids was a heroin addict. Okay. So he came forward and said that uh, what happened was he was being pressured and pressured and pressured from, from some, some powerful people to come out and say that this whole thing is a lie. Okay. So, so what happened was it's just like this, let's say you're addicted to heroin, right. And you, you come out with these, these other two kids and you say, Hey, this did happen. But then all of a sudden they start feeling, feeling, feeding you your heroin or whatever they're doing. And they say, Hey, listen, we need you to come out and say that this was a lie. So he ended up calling like the girl on the phone that, that came out and said that this happened and telling her, Hey, this is like being recorded by the FBI. He was saying like, Hey, um, you know, we're lying, right? You know, we're lying. And she was like, we're not lying. Why, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? So she's basically trying to get her to slip up and say something, but she never denied it. And she actually yeah. went to jail for perjury. So she took, uh, she got sentenced to eight years for perjury, ended up doing four. So she took it all the way to, to the end, dude. And Paul Bonacci was also always saying that, that, that this actually happened. Paul Bonacci was, was involved in the, um, Johnny gosh case. And Paul Bonacci was involved in this, uh, uh, this, this scandal. So what they said, the whole thing was for, uh, was for the same thing that Epstein was for, dude. It was for blackmailing politicians and government officials, businessmen, and media figures um, by sexually abusing children. So let's let's say this, dude. Back in the let's say we watch the old mafia movies or we watch these old politician movies where they have pictures of you like uh, cheating on your wife or something or or, or, or yeah. kissing some yes. girl. So they take pictures of that. That's that's some that's some evidence you don't want to come out. That's that's bad. But dude, when you have pictures of People that are that are high power hooking up with little children. That's a, that's a whole different uh ball game, dude. Right? That's like yeah, that's uh, how that's how you get other people. That's how you get blackmail other people into things yes. that 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 are yeah, real thing. Yeah, like, like, let's say oh, you want hey, some legislation gonna... passed or whatever. You want some legislation passed. Uh, you want, dude. You can push some major moves, dude. If you have this type of stuff, so um. Some of the some people believe that King carried out this blackmail operation on behalf of the CIA in partnership with uh, one of the this Republican lobbyist. His name was Craig Spence. Okay, this gentleman uh, 
it was interesting because uh, let me let me sh- let me tell you some stuff about Craig Craig Spence, dude. This dude is um, very interesting. His his house was actually rigged up with um, with uh, where's it at? Cameras like in, inside, like just cameras everywhere, or what? Yeah, bro, it was rigged up, dude. Segment five, Craig Spence. There we go. Sorry, guys. So Craig Spence, uh, he was a Republican lobbyist. Okay, so. He's another one, dude. He ended up being found dead in the Ritz Carlton hotel room in 1989, dude. So it was, it was crazy. Um, now Spence was, uh, he also was involved in a, um, so he was involved with call boys, right? Uh, he was also involved with bringing these call boys to the white house and they would have after hours, um, they'd have like after hours uh, tours in the white house. And this is, this is going on in like the eighties. So what happened was it actually ended up being a newer New York times uh, article dude about this. It's which is crazy. I, I wouldn't even think the New York uh, or, or Washington, sorry, Washington uh, post actually had an article about uh, some call boys going to the white house. You guys can look it up, dude. It's really interesting. So, um, so Craig Spence, uh, they say that he was a CIA operative, right? And and what happened was his whole home was actually uh, hooked up with uh, all these cameras and all this stuff that so that it, they could do the blackmail on these people, right? And um, so that's one of the one of the the gentlemen that they say was involved. Um, and it's crazy because on no- November tenth, nineteen eighty nine, Spence was found dead in room four twenty nine of Boston Ritz Carlton, right? Um, he was wearing, he was dressed in a tuxedo. Uh, they said he has $3 in his pocket. According to the police report, he was found by uh, hotel employees and on the mirror. Oh, there, there's also, they said there was like a false ceiling in the bathroom where, where there was like seven packets of Xanax that they found prescription anxiety drug. And then on the mirror, he wrote chief, Consider this my resignation effective immediately. As you always said, you can't ask others to make a sacrifice if you are not ready to do the same. Life is duty. God bless America. So that's what he said, dude. It's crazy. So he was part of the CIA and he was a Republican lobbyist. And it just was it just was really interesting to me, man. Sorry, I'm just going off on this, but I just thought it was crazy. Um, the, uh, so there was a guy named uh, Henry Vincent. There's a book that came out called DC Madam. Uh, he had a, a gay prostitution ring, and he's the one that was saying in that book that uh, Craig's house was all hooked up with audio and visual for blackmail for pedophiles. So he was definitely involved in this thing, man. I kind of want to. I think everybody's involved. Shoot, yeah, man. man. I, 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 how about I ever find out I ever like gave the <laughs> gave it something like that or something like, hey, man, I. Uh, I sent you, I sent you a nice little donation. Oh, cool. To the boys and girls clubs of America. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey. No. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Well, let me tell you something that's crazy. They had a $500 million budget at the boys town. Okay. 500 million. That's how much money people sent to these people. Right. And it's Catholic. Okay. If they knew what they know now about all the pedophiles that were in the Catholic church, they would have yeah. definitely went into Cut boys that town out. And yep. ran that thing. And no more funds for you. Money. Yeah, well, no more funds, and also they would probably would have found a lot of dirt, dude, about that. And the crazy thing is, it's just like the Epstein thing, bro. They would go in, they would take these kids from Boys Town Orphanage and also from the Nebraska um, 
uh, foster care, and they would fly them coast to coast for all these different parties. And and it's just like just like Epstein. Epstein was doing it on an international level. Doing on his own island. He was taking these, yeah, he was taking these girls and taking them to an island, and then all the politicians would do what they wanted to over there. They had to do it that way because back in the 80s, like we were talking about, it's not like now, you know, it's like it's it's there's we didn't they didn't have, they didn't have like the world wide web and 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 all these different social media. And so that's Epstein was doing it where he was flying them internationally. These people were flying from Nebraska to DC to uh meeting with Craig Spence, uh for for some of the White House executives, dude, it's, that's 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 insane, bro. Why do you think they wanted to stop the scandal from coming out, bro? Like they they didn't they didn't allow the yeah, FBI. You start digging, you start digging too like too deep. You start to find out. Like I said, you don't want to find the truth out. Oh, God, bro, it's it's it starts to be insane. So uh, Henry Vincent, like I was telling you, the DC madam, he talks about about um, he talks about how he was pressured by Larry King and Craig Spence to get underage boys for them. Henry Vincent's story begins much like the stories from uh, many other children of West Virginia. He grew up in Nolan. I don't even know if I want to talk about that. Who cares about that? <laughs> um, but anyways, he ended up basically starting a uh, an escort service. Okay, so um, it just he started escort service in D. It's like the largest gay escort service in Washington D.C. And he was re- the, the the most important part of it was he was recounting in this book about Larry King which is the guy that was involved in the Franklin scandal uh, and Craig Spence trying to get underage boys for them. So they were pressuring him. So I think that's, that's pretty interesting to bring up. It's just crazy, man. Crazy stuff, dude. Interesting stuff. Uh, where are we, at? We're at a, we started at what time? Nine 30. We're almost at 11 now. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get done. dude. I got my son's stuff. All right. All right. All right. So this is going to be our uh, episode. That's going to kind of bring us into um, that's going to bring us into like the, the other, you know, the, the Epstein stuff. Um, I think we're going to try to get into, uh, the Roy Cohen, which is like, that's Donald Trump's mentor. Okay. He, he had like a, a blackmailing pedophile ring in New York. Okay. We had that. Um, I'll tell you guys some other uh, avenues. If you guys want to look like that are related to this before we end. Um, so, uh, Oh, geez, I forgot to tell you guys. Okay. Let me tell you guys. Currently, what happened with Johnny Gosh, okay? So his mom, you have to know this part. This is the ending to the Johnny Gosh part. His mom said that 15 or 16 years after he got um, taken uh, or, or kidnapped, that he he knocked on the door, bro, at 2 o'clock in the morning and, 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 and said, she said that she talked to him for about two and a half hours. But there was like a handler, one of his handlers with, with him that- uh, like, it, like, it, like his pimp or like his, like, his, like whatever it was? He was so lost in the sauce, bro. They said that there was MK Ultra mind control going on with these kids. He was so lost in the sauce, bro. But he ended up coming to see his mom. She said she talked to him for the, and that's the last time she ever spoke with him. So I, I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know, man. I mean, that some people are saying that she's just saying that. Some people are saying that she's lying. I don't, I don't know if she'd be lying, dude. She's, she's really, she's really. Um, why would she's she lie really, about any of this? She's not crazy in any way, dude. She's no, such well, a, why she's she such a down to earth. There's no reason to lie. Exactly. And um, what happened was a mafia member ended up coming to her before she met before she met with her son, and he said that he's going to help her out, and, and he doesn't need to get paid any money because he said that mafia doesn't doesn't do this type of stuff, and he actually helped her out, and then she ended up meeting with um with with Johnny, 
Okay. So he, he set it up to where he's going to come and meet with her. She talked to him. Who knows if she still talks to him to this day. I, I really didn't get to follow up on that part. Um, I don't know if she, she calls well, him. You don't hear phone. about her. You don't hear nothing about alive her. right now. You don't, you don't hear anything about her anymore, but um, this is the type of stuff that um, we like to look into, but okay. So related networks to this, to this, um, to this uh, thing, if you guys want to look into it. So Washington DC cowboy ring, which is something that we brought up, which is the Spence thing. The Johnny Gosh abduction was something that we looked into. The Presido sex abuse stuff is, is something that we, that, um, that was the one that me and you looked into with that, um, I forgot the guy's name. Military. It was uh, the military. military dude. Yes. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. Like right Mike now. something. I don't like Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Michael Aquino. Sorry. There you go. Michael Aquino. Which we looked into and uh, we, we talked about that, uh, that the Catholic Church sex abuse cases, which we're going to probably have to go over at some point. Uh, yeah. There's just a whole bunch of stuff. The Penn State one, uh, I guess the person that represented uh, Joe Paterno was was involved in what uh, was um, was somebody that he represented in, in one of these cases, you know, so represented one of these people. So I thought that was Joe Paterno. Yeah. Remember when the, the Penn State came out? Yeah, yeah Sandusky. Sandusky. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was, there was a connection there. Uh, the finders, if you guys want to look into them, dude, I think we're going to probably do an episode on them sometime. If we, you know, if we want to want to get into them, it was a cult organization with evidence of CIA connections, child abuse, trafficking, Satanism, all that stuff in there. So I just want to give you guys a list of stuff to look into where you guys could find, if you guys are interested in this stuff, I personally like crime shows. I like yeah. the first 48 and, yeah. and if I could connect a conspiracy to it, I kind of like doing that. So um, I think that's about as much as we're going to do tonight. That was about an hour and a half of, uh, of, of podcasting. So um, the, the whole, the end of it, I think we got to end it with Johnny Gosh actually ended up seeing his mom. So he was still alive. Yeah, that's, good. Right? that's good. That's good. So we'll talk a little more about this. Um, I want to try to do an Epstein episode probably coming up, but I just need to get the right guest. Yeah. The right guest. So I'll, I'll find one and, and we'll end up doing it. But uh, next week, guys, we have Gary Wayne on. So it's going to be super interesting. Um, we're going to end it in prayer real quick. Give me one sec. Uh, all right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, uh, thank you so much for giving us this time. Lord, we ask that you please, please, uh, help the FBI, help the, uh, anybody that's looking into these cases, help all the detectives, uh, please help the children, anybody that's gone missing, uh, anybody that any parents out there, please put your healing hand on them. If, if they have missing children, any runaways, uh, please, Lord, please help them and uh, put your healing hand and help them be found. Uh, we appreciate you giving us the time to go over this, Lord, and I appreciate everything you do for us. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. All right, I love Thank you, bro. You. Awesome. You so that was a good, good show, dude. Yeah, I think it was good. I, I didn't really get to end too much on the, the Franklin scandal. Okay, so with that, though, guys, it they ended up saying that it was a hoax. And that they ended up not yeah, pressing yeah. charges against any of these people. Wouldn't doubt it. That's what happened with the Franklin scandal. They said, if you look it up on Wikipedia, they're going to tell you it's a hoax. But read up into it. Maybe I could have a, a, a show just strictly on that and, and just kind of tell you guys what happened with it. But we'll, we'll see. But uh, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys listening. Yes. Thank and you. we need help. Subscribe, like, and uh, comment on YouTube if you guys can. We need help. YouTube is, for some reason, they're shadow banning us. So. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Appreciate you. Bye.